Ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax. I am Podcast Poppy, and you are tuned into a brand new episode of Quarter Life Crisis, starting right now. Two one, we're live. Studio the event. Welcome to the show, bro. Hey, hey you're here, bro. I appreciate it. I know. Can I, I do the thing? Studio the event. Oh yeah. You know? Is that? Ooh, is that your intro? Yeah. Hell every yeah. Time because I used to like put that on every song. Like mm-hmm. everybody knows me for that. They're like, oh, I'm gonna do that tag. Yeah. People, people saying Studio I was like, oh, okay. How the fuck did this vampire thing come up? I think it's. By the way, I think it's the dopest identity ever. Like for real. Like B showed me, Brandon showed me. Yeah. He's like, dude, you gotta check out this guy Stu J. And uh, this was very early on when I met Brandon. And I was like, Man, so like, you know, he's a he's a very excited light skin, you know. So I'm like, This nigga's just trying to show me a bunch of people. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure, why the <laughs> fuck not? You know, and that then he's how he is. you know what I mean? And yeah. but he's so genuine, I was like, All right, cool, yeah, but show me this guy and he's like, Man, this guy's got this guy's he's gonna pop, it's just a matter of time. I'm like, Yeah, I said everybody in the fucking world, right? Yeah. And then he like I don't even give myself that much credit. He pulled up some pictures. I'm like, this nigga looks crazy, bro. I was like, is this for a vampire? He's like, yeah, bro, it's DJ the Vamp. And then he started putting on some of your music. I was like, holy fuck, this shit is crazy. Thank you. That shit is just you are just a like I truly believe, dog. You are just a matter of time, like a matter of time. I hope so, man, because it's been a matter of time. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's got to be a long road. I mean, I feel like you know that better than I. I don't know the music industry that well, but. Um, like your your persona and your image is dope as fuck. So how did this vampire thing come about? Wait, how did how long have you known Brandon? <sighs> well, I've known I've known B for years, but not really, right? Yeah, so yeah. I used to bounce at Imperial. I was bouncing there hey, at like 2016 and 17, right? That's when I first moved out here to Reno. Uh, I'm from the North Bay out in California, okay. and he would always come through. You know, he became he became cool with me at the door. I'd always let him in. He was he was a dope dude. He'd always come with a 20 in his hand to skip the fucking line. You know what I mean? He didn't try to get no freebies, but he was always a plug at, at the at the bar. And then I left for a year and a half, and then I came back the very end of 2019, like December 2019. Mm. And, and, uh, I went to Hukava one night and I saw him there and I was like, fuck, it was him and Tuan. I was like, I don't know how I know these niggas, but I know these niggas. I, I wasn't sure. But right when I saw he him, forgot. I was like yeah. something, there was just like a good feeling. Like, I just remember something between us was dope. So I just walked over to his table at Hukava. I'm like, yo, what's up dog? And B acted like he fucking knew me for years. He's like, what's up, bro? Like we dapped up and stuff like that. We were talking and then he gave me his uh, Instagram tag and shit like that. And then, uh, I was looking at his page and I, I, uh, hit him up on Instagram. I'm like, Hey man, do you want to come on my show? And it turned into, uh, it was hella funny. I'm like, Hey, you want to come on the podcast? He's like, well, uh, you know, what would you like to talk about on the podcast? I was like, Oh man, you just seem like me and you could have good conversation. You seem pretty active on your page. It looks like you got some cool stuff going on. So he goes, yeah, sure. Why don't you stop by the crib one day? I was like, uh, all right. And then I slid over to the yeah. crib. When I walked up, this nigga had like a notepad, his laptop out and he sat down and this yeah. nigga started interviewing me. Yeah. He's like, so what's the angle with your, you know, what's your motive? What's your angle? What are you doing with your podcast? How did this start? What do you know? I'm like, what the mm-hmm. fuck? Are there cameras? Are there microphones and shit? What's and happening? He, yeah. yeah. And then he started talking to me about CTC and all that stuff. And that's when I, um, but it's weird. Like 
I knew Tuan for years. I knew Tuan from Imperial. Yeah, Tuan, good guy. Um, um, I've seen Traj at the nightlife as well. Uh, so it was it was interesting. Like, and I know B. So when I was getting introduced to CTC, I knew a lot of the guys. We didn't like formally know each other, but mm. but we knew each other. But uh, and that's that. It was actually that day when he he showed me his little studio and he showed me the um, the CTC hoodies for the first time that he was about to drop. Oh, okay, so that's and when you officially like linked up. Yeah, yeah. I got to see the samples um, before he the inventory yeah, came and he dropped them. And um, and that's we were in the studio, and that's when he was like, "You got to see this guy Stu J." And I'm like, "Cool, like, are you gonna come on my show? You know what I mean? Like, what's going on?" And then he uh, he started, contact, yeah. yeah, he started showing me all your stuff, and then we started listening to some of your music, um, and then we actually just sat in the studio and we're like listening to your music because your music is fucking fire, bro. Shit is crazy, man. Shout out to Brandon because he's he's like one of the main reasons like my name's growing a lot. He put yeah, he, he puts me on like a lot. So he really is a and it's and it's it truly is genuine. Like he yep. he knows if he puts his people on that he will grow as a circumstance of it, which is dope yep. as fuck. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he really has no secondary motives. You know that I've that I've started to learn. You know, like yep. he really does try to put his people on. Um, but when I saw that first vampire thing, I was like, this. This nigga is crazy. What's going on here? So yeah. how do so how do all this vampire shit? Okay, start? so the vamp man, I'm gonna like in the future, I'll, like it's always like a different story every time I tell it. Yeah, but yeah. like essentially, I'll give like the million like the million reasons why like I'll represent strength. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just like it came at a time when I needed change in my life. Like I had just gotten out of like a seven year relationship with right. my ex fiance, which you know what I mean. And I needed like a whole Ooh. like revision because I've been doing music since I was like. 14 damn 14 13 yeah i used to used to not be a singer or anything i used to be like straight lead guitarist and rapper yeah yeah no, really yeah, yeah i was like okay, okay. doing other stuff way before but yeah it just got to the point where i was like i was always known as J before but mm-hmm. i was like after the breakup i was like i want to take this really seriously and not just like post music right like but i know if i come back i need i need a revision right i need something like that's gonna pop and like I always like Hobson, so I just wanted the eyes, but I'm like, I need something more than the eyes. And it was like, you fuck with Hobson? Yeah, yeah, I, I love Hobson, bro. I I remember I used to be on his tiny chat lives before he blew up. Really? Yeah, I remember I rapped to him one time, and he was <laughs> he was all like, "Yo, that shit's trash." And I got dream breaker, bro. I got so mad. He's like, I had like a second grade flow or something. I got so mad. I made like three diss tracks about him. Damn. Yeah, it was funny, dude. I I love Hobson, dude. I Shout love out Hobson. Te- He's like great. Strange Music is is my shit. Tech Nine is is my favorite rapper, and it was dope when he put him on and he started to blow up and he started to do his weird shit. But yeah, his contacts are wild. Yeah, but I remember hearing from him talk. He was like, you know, if I didn't wear these contacts, nobody would remember me. And I was right. like, okay, cool. Yeah, he might be dope as hell, but it's like you know, he just looks like an average guy. Like yeah. when he takes them off, so I was like. Yeah, I need that, but I'm like, I need to mix something else. I'm like, what could I wear on stage? And I was like, my favorite movie of all time is Blade. Yes, bro. Blade. Wesley Snipes, Wesley dog. Wesley Snipes, bro. I think I he's the most underrated it. superhero in the world, the dog. Best man. I, like one and two, I watch like religiously. Two is two is my shit. I love one. I love one, but two is. They both have like they're both like different slices of yeah, pizza. It's yeah. like one's better for another thing. That like I like one for like the old vampire stuff, but mm-hmm. I love like two for the action and the horror under the. Yeah, the yeah. It's just so good, man. Two, two is a trip. It's that's one of those rare movies where um, two is just as good, if not better, than one. Like there's yeah. rare. They're like Bad Boys did that. 
but like mm-hmm. there's really like rare movies out there. Rare, dude. I fucking loved Blade 2 because that fool beats the shit out of so many vampires with no facial expression the entire time. Yeah. Like his face is just dead straight doing all this type of kung fu and i don't know i mean i, I wish I, I would love to see like some behind the scenes and how much he trained because he was doing it yeah. like his action sequences are dope as fuck and, and he he's yoked out of his mind built out of his mind yeah. dude and just oh the, the shade catching the cheesy lines the, 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 the back the back of the head tattoo and the and the and the arrow fade bro yeah. it's all oh lit. my god just the aesthetic is so it's so fucking good they killed it with a what was his name uh, the the antagonist um, in Blade Two. Novak. Novak. He was a, he was fantastic. Oh my god. The, he was fantastic. The vampire bro. design on that is just yeah. Oh. He he was a bad motherfucker, dude. Hella emotional, but hella cold. Like absolutely brilliant, but just a psychopath. Just like brute strength. Like I I love I I love those movies. I think I they love them, dude. They have this like they fit that perfect balance of like cheesiness and seriousness that, yeah. like it's so hard to catch that hella unrealistic but you can't look away yeah it's like Blair. yeah it's, just, it, it's so good man i hate three though three is terrible three I, is bad is three I, the ooh. one with ryan reynolds and, yep. and jessica alba take i don't want ryan reynolds in my vampire movies yeah He's that great, was rough Deadpool. the action oh. was still good but he also had the swords didn't he have the swords and didn't he rock with swords in in blade three yeah, but it was mainly about the side characters and like. Yeah, it's. I weird. love looking at Jessica Alba. There's nothing wrong with that, but she was not in that movie. That was a different. It wasn't Jessica Alba. No, no, no. Who that was, was a different it? Jessica I, Biel. Yeah, it was Jessica Biel. Mm-hmm. That's who it was. Yeah. My, the other Jessica. Um, so yeah, so Blade, your, Blade, Blade, and then Revision, and then when did you start to incorporate it? Um, 2018. Because I remember I had made it. Because I was like, okay. I'm going to an actual person's studio and not just recording at home. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was going to JT. Shout out to JT. So you were just, you were doing it all solo until 2018? Yeah. Cause I was like, I, I knew I wasn't good enough. Uh-huh. Cause I, I remember like showing people my music back then and like nobody believed in me. They're like, this music's not good. There's too many artists, man. You should probably just give up. Like nobody was believing me back then. Really? Yeah. 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 No. And you know, I, and that's the thing about it. I don't blame anybody. I, I know a lot of people, a lot of artists want to be like, oh, like my people need to support me. It's like, how about you get good and just prove yourself and then people will support you. Right, right. You know, it's like, just do the work. Don't right. worry about what other people are thinking. Yeah, but I, you know, I didn't know how to mix that well. My mm-hmm. song sounded like butt. And I was like, okay, I got I to go somewhere <laughs> if I want to be ser- taken seriously. So, you know, I went to, over to JT Studio. We did the five songs for Nove 20, mm-hmm. my first album. Uh, as Stu J the Vamp, and I didn't even pick up the Stu J the Vamp name till like halfway making that album. Really? Yeah, it was the first songs were just Stu J. Like, yeah, the first I think um, I forget one of the songs, but the first song on that uh, EP was like, "Yo, this is Stu J." Yeah. Yeah, it was, there's no Vamp on there. Really? Yeah, it, it, and the name was a toss up between um, Stu J the Fang and Stu J the Vamp. But I was like, Vamp, vamp. Vamp's like amp, and yeah, you know, vamp, vamp sounds better. Yeah, Vamp, vamp sounds sound better. better. You said you were, you said you were a guitarist before. Yeah. So you weren't always mixing and matching and doing music and stuff like that. You were. Oh uh, no, I used, to, I used to. My dad was a heavy metal rock guy. Like I'm half white, and he's like, he's like old style '80s rock guy. Like really? leather jackets, long hair. Really. Smoke, smoking the camels, you know, like. <laughs> he was a. Uh, he's a rock I, star. Yeah, he he used to be in a rock band, everything. Yeah. Yeah, so like he, I remember like as a kid, like he would always get drunk and just start wailing on the guitar, and it was so cool. But I used to play uh, Guitar Hero with my buddies, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, I just want to play the real songs. Right, right. And then my 
buddy Reggie, he taught me my first guitar song, which was like play that funky music. Yeah, and then after that, just like I was like, Found love. I love guitar. I was playing like 14 hours a day, and like my fingers were bleeding. So you're self taught. Yeah, for the most it was part. like yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody, nobody taught. Like you know, outside of like tips friends gave me, it was mm-hmm. mainly just like looking on Google and going to Ultimate Guitar Tab and like figuring out the songs. Right. And, that was basically it. And then I would just bring my guitar to school all the time and play the Halo theme. And it would be cool. I'd be playing these rests and then people would come by, but it was like, they're like, oh, that's sick. But it was all a bunch of dudes. And I was like, I want the girls to come by. You know, I'm like, I don't want to. I got to change my crowd. I, gotta, I was like, uh, you know, it's cool. But, you know, there's a bunch of guys just being like, hey, that's dope, man. Can you play that uh, King of the Hill theme? And it's like, yeah, 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 sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. But then I remember this chick came by. She's like, oh, can you sing this one song? And I'm like, uh, I don't know how to sing. Right. Yeah. And then after that, I was just like learning a whole bunch of Usher songs and all that stuff. Wild. Because you definitely know how to sing. Yeah, it's all self-taught. So when you got into music, did you think that you were going to... What what kind of, what kind of genre would you put your music in? See, that's hard now because like... Because I've seen some videos of you rapping. I've mm-hmm. definitely seen some stuff that's like pop hip hop for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've done um, like classic rock, like come by or so, like psychedelic songs. So, like honestly, I just like view myself as a, an experimental artist because mm-hmm. like I just got so many influences. Like there's no genre that right. where like there's not music in that genre that I don't like. Well, you're already you're already on two wild ends of the spectrum. If Hobson is is an inspiration, to you and then also you have your dad Hobbs. who's who's like heavy metal, very like, two ends of the spectrum. Hobson, The Whispers, like Al Green, Gorillas, mm-hmm. like. You know, Seven Deathful, like Panic at the Disco, like a lot of like all over the place. Like yeah, yeah. for me, it's like anything that has a fun melody. I love it. Yeah, I think that's how. Uh, I wish that was how people approached music uh, uh, more. You know, they like a lot of people get caught up in the genre, and so, it's like, man, if that thing makes your head bob, fuck it. Doesn't yeah, matter the genre. That's how. I, but Run some it. people like identify their life with that. Yeah, yeah, like, it's that, very strange. I mean, you know, it's like because. Music's meant for like young people, and young people just want to find an identity to stick to. Right, that's you fair. know what I mean. That's fair. That's that's how I always view it as. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know I get it, which is which is great for artists because if like you just mm-hmm. make music and you put it in places where like, you know, young people are just like trying to figure themselves out, yeah. like they identify with you. Like people identify with me now. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, I I don't I don't I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked. Like when you kind of have like a unique persona and like your image is very, it, it can be, it can be attached. You know what I mean? Like for sure. Like it's, it's attractive to watch. Like I, what, uh, the music video where you, uh, had the floral CTC, the pink floral CTC hoodie on what music video was that? That was GTA. GTA. Jimmy, yeah. yeah. There was two other artists in there. Yep. Right. And Jimmy I think Tuff you were the, th- you were the third one, Danny Dolphin, yep. but you were very like, I was like locked into the screen. You know, it's like, it's very, it, you become very curious about like uh, your identity. You know what I mean? Like what's going on with this guy? Like I was yeah, like, like, I, I thought he was a singer, but now he's, Rabbit. he's got fucking bars and it's like, he's got fucking fangs. Like what's, and he's rocking pink. Like what's going on with Wearing this guy? A leather jacket. Like, yeah, you know, and. And you have a unique identity, and and like you said, like young people are always trying to find, they're trying to latch on to something. But that's dope. When did you first start noticing that people were like identifying with you? Uh, like one girl got a tattoo of my logo on her. Yeah, I was like, what? This was like first year in. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I remember somebody like posted like, dude, somebody got this thing logo of yours. I was like, 
what? I got pissed off, and I was like, what? And then I found out who it was, and it was this chick I know, and it was, I was like, Jesus. Now, now a, I have to stay. You, and, you, and you have, like, fans. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's That's, that's interesting. Yeah, because I'm super, like, I was super introverted for, like, a long time. I still am. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? You know, you don't really see me in the chat, or you don't really see me go out, like, you know, I, I like my peace time. Right. So, yeah, I think, it, like, from going to having, like, only, like, two friends and my ex-fiance for years, and then it's, like, you know, people are, like, oh, I listen to you every day. And it's weird, yeah. man. It's, like, it's really weird for me. Yeah. So, like, but it's cool. It's just, like, uh, I, like I'm scared for when it gets, like, bigger, if it, bigger. If it I'm does just gonna get like, big. Uh, I'm yeah. going to have to, like, get another phone. And, I, think, uh. I think there are, there. it seems like there are some artists who are kind of like that, who are still able to hold on to their, their privacy and kind of hold on to their life. It's much harder, but... It is it is kind of ironic, you know, like our conversation before the podcast started about like you're sleeping and then you're an introvert, you know what I mean? And then you kind of fell on this vampire identity yep. and it really like kind of aligns. Yeah, they all it all syncs up. It's weird. Yeah, that's that's pretty that's that's pretty dope. So when did you uh, when did you start getting uh, women following you? <laughs> uh, It's weird because like. I'm half like really terrible with women mm-hmm. and then it's like but a lot of women like me but right. I'm not good with women. Right. So it's like people think like oh see they just like Because of your music and stuff and right. like Look that. At yeah. that. You, you see him he's like singing and stuff. Yeah. No, I try to keep women away as much as possible honestly because like my personality like I can't I can't handle women. Really? Really. It's like uh I'm either in a long-term relationship and that like fucks my life up or like I stay away. That's why I'm like I don't have female friends. I only have women that I like. I sleep with and women that I, that I work with. Right. Right. Like just because like, women are complicated creatures, mm-hmm. and if like, you are not like emotionally like, yo, you gotta stay right there. I'm right here. Don't, don't. Yeah. Like a lot of guys are really good at blocking that. Like B's really good at blocking that. Mm-hmm. Like you see B like all the freaking time out and about. He's like, that's a superpower. I, I'll say that. He, <laughs> He's he ruthless, dude. Be doing something, bro. Like when I go out with him. I guarantee, like, if he's walking behind me and I walk 15, 20 feet, it's a guarantee I'm going to turn around. He's not there anymore. Yeah. No, someone's grabbed him. Someone's something. It's fucking crazy. I told I told him when we first, like, we're hanging out. It's like, he's like, oh, dude, I want to be like, you know, I'm like, nah, man. It's like, what you got to realize is, like, that you're doing is, like, unreal. Like, yeah. I could not do that at all. We, uh, I just, I just had him on the show, and I just dropped his episode, and we talked about that. Yeah, I was listening to it, yeah. And I was, like, uh, I used the, the term weaponized. I'm, like, man, you truly have, like, weaponized networking. Like, how he mm-hmm. socializes is so, like, tactical and smooth and genuine and just, like, it's a it's fucking, right. it's a talent. It really is, man. It's a talent. It really is. It's it's crazy. I remember when me and uh, Tuan and him were kicking it, and then we were, I think I was Charge was there too, mm-hmm. and then he got he got mad at the fact it was like, we were saying his his music needs to be better, mm-hmm. but it, like, it did, and it's like I'm like don't be mad because it's like you practice talking to people way more. Like I like I'm not good at that. Like I remember he wanted me to like oh so you need to go out more. I'm like, right. that's not my lane. Yeah, I just need it's to practice not my, my lane, music. Dude. Like. Even if I like practice like that majority of the time, it's mm-hmm. like I still wouldn't be as good as you. Yeah, that's something like that took years. It's a natural. To, it's a natural build. Talent. And like you could tell, like from him and his family, it's like that's just like part of their identity. It's like somebody who goes to, like the NFL, like 
you can work your ass off and you can work out every single day and, and train just like everybody else, but yep. some people just aren't going to make it to the league. Yep. Like you have to have that natural ability There's on top of the hard gift. work and the yep. consistency. Now being an, being kind of an introvert and, and staying focused and just working on your music, do you have a pretty big library? Oh yeah. I've probably been about part of like 700, 800 songs at this point. Jesus Christ, bro. Yeah. No, I'm a, and like people are like, Oh, I can never do that. I'm like, that's low. Like yeah. I want my life to be like ten thousand songs or something. Really? Yeah. Like I wanted to. I want to get so deep into it. Like I'm making like mm. weird stuff you wouldn't find until you got to that point. I've seen some things on your page, and it looks like you like give people samples and teasers, but you don't release everything. I know everybody hates me for that. <laughs> I've literally seen some pissed off people. I gotta be looking at the page oh, yeah. on the comments and stuff, <laughs> and I'm like, damn, this, like this thing's got hate people mad. on his Instagram. People are mad. It's because like I, I I've kind of developed this bad habit of like i'll make a really good hook and then i'm bored of it and i want to move on to the next thing yeah and uh, i'm trying to temper that but it's like i don't know i also got like a million features like people ask me for and just things i want to experiment on and i'm like oh this is tight but I, i've kind of gone in that bad habit where it's like i make something tight Show it off to the gram. Right. And then I'm like, all right, satisfied, baby. Yeah, yeah. Don't look at that motherfucker <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I'm satisfied. Everybody, yo, everybody got the dough. So I've like, seen it. I think it was not too long ago. You're like, you put something on. I was like, damn, this is fire. And on the bottom, it was like, you know I'm not going to release this shit. And I was like, God. I was like, this motherfucker, bro. Yeah, no. It, and also because uh, I'm at the point where, like, I've released so much music. I don't want to release music unless I have a plan for it. Right. Like like a video for I'm getting so many collab on it. Like nowadays I don't want to just like, cause I've done that so much. I just dropped a song random with uh, nobody on it, no video. Like mm -hmm. uh, like every song I want to drop now has like a video, has probably somebody featured on it, has yeah. like multiple people in it. Cause that's like the biggest moments of growth for me. Like So Soon, I don't know if you've seen that song, but So Soon had like Tommy, uh, Cynthia, Misty, I mm -hmm. had like two videographers and like that's like my biggest song that people know and yeah. it's like, you know, collaborations and visuals are like the way to go if you want to grow. So you like uh, you, you like doing the collabs more than you like doing the solo? Oh, I hate collabs. Oh. I hate them. Okay. Absolutely. I yeah. like, it's, it's just because uh, when, it's, when it's done, it's great, but like the process of it is like awful because you, you know, working with other people's schedule, my schedule's fucked. Right, all right. the time, and oh, like, kind of like what you're saying. Yeah, I'm like, I, I know because I'm like, oh, now I gotta deal with me, and like their then their schedule, and then we have to align, and, and especially like, you know, I definitely want to get to the point where like I have hundreds of people like working on one project. Mm -hmm. I want to get to that point, and like that's difficult. Right, like it was difficult working with like four people. I was like, sheesh, it Just was like taking like a, two months for that. Interesting. So you're going in, you know, you want to get there, but you know you're gonna hate it. Yeah, because like uh, for me, it's like I want to make great art, like mm -hmm. really great art. And you know what you have to do to do yeah. that. Yeah, and it's like you can't, you can do cool things on your own, but it's like multiple minds really right. make something special. Visuals are huge these days, huge. big time. Yeah, like uh, there's a there's an artist that's local in Reno, ZP Radic. Yep, and Love he's ZP. yeah yeah shout out ZP. He was on the show as well, and he uh. He's been just dropping music video after music video after music video. Yep. You know what I, I mean? I respect that, yeah. And, uh, God, and he was talking about how much work it was. And, and, and for the most part, he does his, his solo, though. You know what I mean? Yep. But, yeah, I can only imagine how those collabs work. You know what I mean? And, and how many people it takes. But you're pretty well-versed in visuals. Yep. 
Now, don't you have... No, nobody does it out here like me. Dude. I was going to say, you you have like your own... Is it like brand, company? Yeah, what, it's, what? it's, a, it's a, me and JK, the visual. That's my brother, man. I love that guy to death. But it's, yeah, it's me and him. Van um, Productions right now, but we're going through a rebranding phase because, uh, yeah, it used to be just like, John, can you shoot my videos for me? And then he got really deep into photography and then started buying more expensive camera. We started doing better videos. Mm -hmm. Then people were like, oh, can I get a video? So we're like, sure, let's do it. And then I remember the first video we did for somebody else. Actually, yeah, the first video. It was for Scooby. Uh, and we went to his house and there was like smoke in the air. It was like we went to this like uh, neighborhood and there was smoke in the air. And uh, like we met up with... Uh, From like fires? Yeah, we oh, met okay. up with Leo. So they were supposed to have like uh, ATVs and stuff, and we're supposed to go to the desert. It was supposed to be a cool thing. So we're, me and John are like walking to down the street, JK, and we meet up with one of the guys, and he's all like, "Sorry guys, a uh, tragedy struck, and uh, there was a fatal accident." And there's this chick like shaking, crying on the floor. People are trying to console her. Like there was like smoke in the air. It was like I guess something blew up. If I'm a, yeah, I don't know if somebody died or whatever, but Whoa. yeah, they're like, yeah, we still want to do the video, but we can't do it here. And it's like, she's, you sure you want to do the video still? You don't want to like take yeah, care of that? What the fuck? But I guess it was like one of the friends that came through. Yeah. Mm. It, yeah. And then like, I remember me and John walking away and it's like, wasn't it weird how he came out to us and said tragedy strike? I never heard anybody yeah. say tragedy. Tragedy struck. struck. So that's, that's yeah, that was like two years ago. So that's gonna be the new. That's gonna be the new production name. Tragedy struck. Tragedy struck. Yeah, <laughs> we we love that. We love that line. Dude. Comes up like listen. Um, tragedy struck. Tragedy and, struck. Uh, we've had a fatal accident. What is this fucking Game of Thrones, bro? <laughs> dude, it was so it was so weird. Dude. It was funny because I like I was on a little bit of shrooms and I was like, right, right, smoke like, in the air, someone's like, shaking, yeah. I was like, was that weird or was like I'm just being weird right now? Mm -hmm. No, but after that, it was just like that really stuck with us, and it's mm -hmm. like we love that line. So it's like we've been wanting to do this, and also like we have a movie in the works. Like we want to do like video high quality, like crazy edit videos and mm -hmm. like. um Movies, we got a movie in the works with my other bro Vialai. He's a he's a YouTuber that uh, like does breakdowns for villains and movies and cinema. Mm -hmm. Yeah, shout out to Vialai. He's he, he hit past like a one forty k subscribers. He breaks down villains. Yeah, I would love to check that out. Yeah, actually. like so. What oh, what was the first one that blew up? It was a uh, Nurse Ratchet. I forgot what movie she was from, but like. So, yeah, something, it was like last year, something on Netflix, like, did a revision of Nurse Ratchet. That, yeah, yeah. that show blew up, so his channel blew up. Really? Yeah, he went from, like, 1,000 to, like, 50 in, like, a month. Oh, shit. And he's like, oh, shit, now I got to do this full time. Yeah, now I got to like, do this all the time. Yeah, so now he's doing it full time, and he's killing it. But, yeah, he's, he's doing the month of May for, like, uh, Star Wars. Mm -hmm. So he's doing breaking all Star Wars villains down. Yeah, was, no, he's great. I was literally just about to say that. Oh my he's god! Great. I was just about to say that. I think the most underrated villain of all time is Darth Maul. He's my favorite villain. Yeah, he did. He is literally my favorite villain of all time. He just did a Darth Maul breakdown like two weeks ago. What? I love it. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna have to send me the link of that. Yeah, no, because I'm legit, and I'm gonna send that to all my homies because all my homies are on the same page. We'll just be like sitting silent in a room, like watching a movie. We'll just be like, bro, how dope is Darth Maul? Like, and then we'll yeah. just <laughs> conversation <laughs> will just erupt, bro. You know what I mean? Like, and then we'll go into like, he's not dead. We know he's not dead, right? We all agree that he's not dead, dead. Like, and it'll just erupt this conversation. We could be watching anything. Yeah, Rebels and Clone Wars. Oh, it was great. I don't know if you ever seen those. 
Oh yeah. Did yeah. you did you see that new animated uh, series that just came out, the bad ones on Disney Plus? No, 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 I haven't seen those. Oh, dude, it's dope. It's like it's like. Uh, Was that the 2D ones, the drawn ones? What? what the 2D yeah. drawn ones? Yeah. That were happening. Like, yeah, uh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay, and it's yeah. a bad one. So it's about uh, it's it's pretty much like these uh these outcast mercenary clones one of the some of the original boba fett's oh, and they're sick. fucking bad yeah. motherfuckers bro they're bad i like put it on for my kid and i was like uh, all right well <laughs> i, I thought that was a cartoon that. yeah definitely not a cartoon definitely a lot of blood yeah stuff. so what came first visuals or music music that's all that's all i had i used to record music off of a like a ten dollar like clip on microphone and a broken laptop on a, a piano chair yes like just hunched over just <laughs> I was like, "This is dope. This is, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna make it." When you're super overcome, hey, look at this. This is crap. No, no, it's sick. You just gotta listen to it a couple yeah. times. That's wild to see the, um, you know, a lot of times I'll hear artists and from the get they are, um, their kind of talents shine through, and it sounds like your t- your talents have grown a ton when it comes to music and the years that you've been doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's. Like, 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 not a lot of artists will sit here and be like, "Yeah, my my stuff was absolute trash when I first started." Oh, absolutely trash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely trash. I still believe most of my absolutely stuff is trash. trash. Like, I don't, I don't believe any of my stuff was good till like three months ago. Really? Yeah, I think most of it's like garbage. Yeah. I like when people put it on, I get embarrassed. Like, people are like, "Oh, play peaches and pies," and I'm like, "Let's not do this." Really? Let's not do this. Yeah, nah. yeah. That's and the I, introvert it, in you. No, and it's also like, uh, it's weird because like. I'll be fine conversating with people like this. It's just like when I stick around too long, like if it's like a lot of people and it's like two hours in, I'm like kind of hating everybody right now. Yeah. I just want to get out of here. No. Really? Yeah. Th- so like I'm fine with talking to people. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and I know it's like a necessary part and it's, it's also good for me and to just like be around people, mm-hmm. different opinions. That's crazy because uh, a CTC has you outlined so well. They're like, there was a couple times when we were kicking it, and I was like, you know, they'd like put your music video on or something like that, and I'm like, where is, where's Studio? And they're like, oh, you know, Studio's doing his thing. Like they're always like, let Studio do his thing. Like Brandon always goes, let the vampire hang out in the corner. Like that's where he's happy. Let him be there. He's good over there. Yeah. I'm like, all right. Cool. Which I, I really, I really thank him for that because it's like a lot of people kind of view that and they're like, oh, he doesn't really give a fuck about this. Right, like, right. I kick him out, but the, I'm glad like people. People are more accepting of me just like, I don't want to hang out. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, hey, when we see you, we see you. And it's all love. And yeah. it's like, I, re- I really respect that. Because like for a long time, it's like, you know, I lost a lot of people because of that. And it's yeah. like, you know, I don't, I don't want to hate anybody. It's just like, you know, I just, I like being in my own space. And it's got to help you stay focused on, on what you're doing. You yeah. know what I mean? If you're caught up in all the noise and all the conversations and the and the gatherings and you're trying to you know because a lot of people feel like they they have to do that today because you have like you know a lot of people want to fall in love with the artist not just the artist's music so they want to see your face all the time and they want to feel your presence and they want you posting all the time and like know what your interpersonal life is and things like that and try to connect with you and that shit is fucking exhausting i mean but it's definitely it definitely is a combination of both Mm -hmm. you know it's like the best like connections i ever made were like doing shows or right. like doing my lives or when people saw me in person so like that's that's definitely a necessary component of it mm-hmm. and you know it's like it's just trying to figure out my schedule trying to figure out how like i work so where it's like i can maximize that and just like still work on my art and try to push that forward yeah so it's, it's definitely like a balancing act like and you know it's 
one doesn't trump the other. Right. You know, because, you know, at the end of the day, this is a business. Mm-hmm. And it's like you need a show face. You got a network, too. Yeah, you're going to have to. Period. But that's dope that you're part of CTC because you can kind of, you know, lean on, on that brand to almost network for you. Right. Genuinely. Oh, yeah. No, Ben, ben is like my AR. <laughs> he just, he just <laughs> like, the way he talks about me is way better than I talk about myself. Huh? Yeah. I'll be like, yeah, here's this, here's a song. It's it's okay, and yeah. then he'll be like, no, this is the greatest song. Shit, you see <laughs> what he's That's what he be doing. He's crazy. He's doing all this. I'm like, all right. I think even more of a believer than Brandon is Trash. Yep. Trash is like probably, in my opinion, from the people that I've met, your biggest fan. I love that guy. He's about it. He's about it. That crazy it, ass white boy is. He's about it. And it's cool because he's he's so skilled. Yeah. Yeah. He's a yeah unbelievable. Like he was ta- uh He came on the show as well. And he was talking about how he travels all over the world and and all kinds of stuff, oh, yeah, Germany crazy. and all that stuff. And I'm like, dude, just a, just a like, one thing I hate the most about myself and other people is like cultural ignorance. And I feel like you see a different type of education and and a different type of perspective for people who travel the world mm-hmm. and see other things, you know, just naturally, you know. So it was cool talking to him. Yeah, but Charles, he's he's weird, man. He's fucking weird, he's isn't weird. he? We I were. Love it. I was telling this to I was telling this to to B. It was on the show, like. We were in here podcasting, and he would like hear sounds while we were doing the show, yep. and he would be like, he'd be like looking at him, like, "What the fuck? Like, you good, bro?" And he's like, "Oh man, that noise was like shaking this, and like, oh, I could use this." And then he started going into all his sample packs and stuff like that. Just people with an ear like like I don't have that in any way, shape, or form. I'm so unbelievably unmusically inclined; <laughs> it would blow your fucking mind, bro. Like. It is crazy. Never heard a beat in his life. Can't, can't, Dude, can't hop on tempo for nothing. I couldn't. <laughs> hell no, bro. I swear to God, if it had a fucking, if it had a wide seat and a seatbelt, I couldn't sit on a beat, bro. I tell <laughs> you what, I'm fucking trash. <laughs> bro. Be a metronome. I, I respect it a lot, and I love a lot of music, but like, pff, not me, not me. A lot of people around me, but I'm just like, I'll listen to it. That's about all I can give you. Um, so you started hitting the studio. You said in like 2018. Yeah, I was at. Um JT studio mm-hmm. for like seven songs mm-hmm. and I, I would pay him just to like ask him questions like really like yeah because I'm like I knew like after the third song I'm like my my sound's only gonna go so far in here because it's like you know he has his own clients like mm-hmm. he has to have a standard of music and I'm like I want my, like my music to constantly be evolving and mm-hmm. the, in the way I want it and like you know like He's a businessman. He's like, I'm going to give you studio quality, and that's it. I'm trying to do weird stuff with my sounds. Right. So I'm like, I, I want to learn for myself. And it was like, yeah, after like paying, paying for like seven songs, I was like, all right, I'm going to actually like buy buy a decent mic. Uh, well, it wasn't even that decent. I bought like a 120 podcast mic because mm-hmm. I didn't want to buy the XLRs or whatever. But, yeah, and then I, everybody was like, oh, you need Logic and, you know, Pro Tools. That's the thing everybody uses. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to still be using this Mixcraft program I've been using since high school. And I still use it to this day. And really? Yeah. People are like, oh, what, like, what program do you use? Like, it shit sounds like really <laughs> clean. And I'm like, nope, same thing I've been it's using. Same shit. Because it, it, it ain't about the freaking program or like, mm-hmm. like I was doing better stuff on like that podcast, Mike, than people with $10,000 studios. Really? Yeah, it's it's like it's, how you use it. it's a dedication to like really understanding the bare bones of it, mm-hmm. right? You can fluff yourself up with all the expensive equipment, but if you really don't know how to use the tools, it's like whatever. Like I, I don't switch programs until like I I dead ass know like what I'm doing right. with, the, with the broken stuff. So yeah. when I move on, it's like I'm that much better. Right. Now, are you making your own music as of right now? 
I, I mix everything myself. Uh, you I don't. Start, you start to finish. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, anything where like my vocals are on it is good. Uh, like but beats, I don't do it because mm-hmm. I I don't. I could, and like uh, it's funny because I I help other people with beats, but right. like I hate making beats. You hate making. I beats. hate making beats. Really? I don't. I don't have that love for it. You're the fucking walking contradiction. Bro. I don't have that. You, know that? Love. <laughs> you are the Walking Dead. You are a vampire, bro. Big yeah, pass. I really am. I don't have that love for making beats. I I used to make beats in high school, but it was only to like make hooks. Like I, that's my that's my bread and butter right there. I love making hooks. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't like making verses. I like making hooks. Yeah. And that's it. Something catchy. Mm-hmm. It sounds cool. I'm done. It's so funny, dude. Like you love making hooks, but you're not a big fan of the collabs. But that's probably where it's going to lead you a lot of the time, right? I'm sure tons of people want those hooks bad. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, a lot of people do, um, which I'm super thankful for. Uh, I always mm-hmm. thought it was weird. It's like, uh, people are paying for me for music. And then mm-hmm. it's like, what? No, uh, but yeah, that's what I'm trying to focus this year on. Like, my next project album is going to just be me doing hooks and then have other people hop on. Versus. Hopping on? Yeah, because like. Are you excited about starting to perform again now that everything's kind of... Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you were performing pre-COVID. Yep. Where were some of the places that you performed? It was just like um, Jub Jubs and just like some small rinky-dink bars. Where is this Jub Jubs? I've heard this place multiple times. I am terrible with directions, so like I could not tell you where it's at. (laughs) Like it's it's by the highway. It's uh, freaking... But a lot of names cruise through there. Like oh, Z- yeah. ZP was talking about that place a lot. Huge, yeah. Like we, what, all the things he was saying, like Snow the Product. Like he, he remembers everybody he performed for. Yeah. Like I only remember like the first one. That mine was like Polo G. Everybody else, like I don't, I don't remember. I just like kind of go there. You opened up for Polo G. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's one of my, it's one of my favorite artists. Like, I, I've never even heard anything from Polo G. Dog, I love Chicago rappers. I love Chicago rappers. Yeah, big time. Yeah, they're big time. Like King Louis, like all, all those cats. Little Bibby. Um, I'm I'm all I'm all about that shit. G Herbo is probably he got me on uh, Chicago. My 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 buddy Grimm's actually got me on on drill rap, and you know they have like the Chief Keefs and stuff like that. But um, King Louis like one of my favorite rappers as well. But Polo G, Polo G's dope, and I I got dumbass love for Polo G because he wears it on his sleeve, bro. He hit and, and dipped. He like he popped and he bounced out of Chicago. He's like, I don't give yeah. a fuck. I'm out. Oh here. yeah. All of his Chicago's music up. was all of his music was rapping about getting out of Chicago, and then he fucking got out of Chicago, yeah, yeah. and now all his music he's rapping about that I got out of Chicago. It's it's dope. I like Polish a lot. <laughs> so that must have been fun. It's a beautiful story. <laughs> right. He's, he's got a Cinderella story, bro. For got real. It. He's hella honest about it. You know what I mean? He like you know Chicago's. I've obviously never been there, but they they bleed on the track out there. Like that shit is no fucking joke out there. You either make it or die out there. Like that yeah, shit is fine. wild. That shit is that's wild. That's what they call it, Chirac. Chirac, yeah, yeah, bro. Crazy, like, stricter gun laws in California, bro, and all the gun violence in the world. Shit is wild. Don't um, so, when do you think uh, when do you think shows will start up? Well, I have a show on next month on the 11th. Oh, what? Yep. Yep, first show back, Dead Ringer. Plug that shit, bitch. Where is it at? <laughs> what? Yeah, it's going to be on, uh, like... 4th Street, uh, mm-hmm. the 11th of June, d- at the Dead Ringer. Mm-hmm. It's gonna Doors open at 8. Hell yeah. Show starts at 9. Uh, shout out to my homie Doc Gruesome for hooking me up with that mm-hmm. show. Like, that's the, that's the one cool thing, too, is like, uh, I'm good enough to where people just book shows for me, and I don't need a... I, I've never asked for a show. Like, people just do it for me. Really? Yeah. That's wild, bro. Yeah. That's wild. I, and I'm super thankful for, like, people mm-hmm. just, like, wanting me to be a part of stuff. Yeah. So you opening? How, what, what are you doing on the? Uh, I'm having like a 15 minute set. I don't know where my 
set is on it. Uh huh. You know. Um, how do you choose? How do you choose your song selection when you only have fifteen minutes? You have seven hundred songs. Well, I say like I have sixty or seventy as Stu J the Vamp that's on my page, and mm-hmm. then there's like probably like fifty that are like collaborations, and then like. All the other hundreds of songs are like old name. So right, it's right. like, you know, the, don't look for those. So you'll be going with those, your library of Studio the Vamp. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's just like the top seven songs people like from me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think I, uh, in COVID, I, I did a show out in Colorado. Also, thanks to Doc. Um, we were shoot, Me and John were shooting videos for him. He, they, they gave us a road trip down there and like we shot two videos and there was also a show. And it was funny because... Uh, Doc was headlining, like him him and his buddy uh, Maniac, they're part of Illtrix. Illtrix is the group, and they were headlining a show out there. Uh, I got my full 15 minutes set out there, and they got their stuff cut half. Everybody loved me, and everybody hated them. Really? It was funny, dude. It was so funny. Did they funny. know you out there in Colorado? No. No? They knew, they knew Illtrix. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the bar hated them because they were trying to, like, I don't know, that bar out there was weird because, you know, COVID laws and right. it's like, oh, you can't be here. You can't sell stuff here. It's like, well, then how come I, I came down here to sell merch? Yeah. So it was weird. But yeah, out there, I kind of figured out, like, I picked my seven best songs. Like, uh, what was it? Blood Moon, Peaches and Pies, uh, Deacon, just like all like the mm-hmm. top songs I have. And it was, it was a pretty good set. But that's what I base it off on. I'm like, okay, then I structure it as like, is this an opening song? Is this a mid song? Mm -hmm. Is this like a revival towards the end where it's like a big battle and then it ends? Right. Like that's how I kind of think about like a like my song structure when I'm going. And you get to choose what you get to choose what you, yeah, what you perform and all that stuff. Yeah, and then people hate me because like I I still I don't take away I don't do that stage thing where I take away the vocals like the vote it's like the full song up there. Right. Because I haven't. Funny thing about me is like I don't. I lose a lot of beats, mm-hmm. so like I don't have like the empty beat of it, so I can't just like have the. <laughs> oh, so like you have the you have the song playing in the background, and you're like yeah, singing yeah. over the song. I know I know a lot of people hate that, but right, because it's, it's like oh I want to hear your voice, but it's like honestly like how I how I go on stage, it's like I'm like moving around and jumping around and like doing all that and trying to be on key is terrible. Right, right. So it's tough. like I I kind of I kind of use the, my vocals in the song as a crutch to like say like yo and the song's still playing like hype people up yeah so it's it's different from like you know being a rapper and just like that's bittersweet though like i've been to some shows where i'm like this sounds like shit like i wish you did have this on in the oh background. i sound like shit like you know? if i'm hopping around <laughs> and like my vocals yeah, you're jumping around and dancing and stuff like that and all that stuff and like hyping people up and then you're t- and i've never performed but um i know people who have and they're like it's exhausting like it is a straight workout up there and you get tired and if you're you know what i mean you're trying to hit your notes and things like that or or long-winded uh portions of your song and you're fucking exhausted and winded no way no way i'm off key most of the time and so like me hopping around and trying to hype people up and i'm sweating and it's Mm -hmm. like i I could barely hear like my own music so i'm probably off key and it's like no, I need my vocals up there. You know, like, <laughs> have you ever had me cr- Oh, he, he sings so great. I'm like, oh, I don't sing too great all the time. You have know? you ever had to do it without it? Yeah, I've done, I've done a couple without it, and it's fine. But it was more like a, like a lo-fi setting. So mm-hmm. it's like I could sit down and just kind of like right, really saying, yeah. think about like how I'm approaching the song instead of like 
it's a big crowd and everybody's hyping up mm-hmm. and I'm jumping around. Right. When you do the when you do the shows, do you bring out the contacts and the fangs yep. and all that stuff? Oh, yeah, that's what it was for. Yeah. Yep. That and the music videos. Like I was like, I need this image for like my shows and my music videos. So I go out there with the fangs and the, and the contacts. And sometimes it sucks because like my molds on my fangs will like come loose during a song and I have yeah, to. Yeah. How like, does how does that how does that work? Where do you get those things? Uh, you just like buy them off like amazon oh you can just get them like that yeah you just uh, buy like little 20 dollar mold things Mm -hmm. and you just it's like some kind of wax and you just let it sit in your teeth and Mm -hmm. then they clip out you're gonna go get some big bangers like as you as you as you grow hit hit oakland go to a grill shop get like some official things no my my goal is to like once i get all my teeth fixed up and like realign like i'm gonna get rid of these and have real fangs no. Yep, legit fangs. You fucking psycho. Yeah, I want I want real fangs. <laughs> so I can bro. live the vampire life forever. Yes, bro. Yeah, sleep whenever the fuck uh, you uh, want, bro. 100% dedicated to the to the crap. That's that's uh that's scary. That's dope though. Cuz you be in your everyday life just talking to people straight fangs. Cuz fangs are the fangs are the worst part. Are they? Trying trying to keep those motherfuckers in? Oh, during the show? Yeah, if you get too hot and then the the wax starts melting and then like you gotta like bite in to push it push back. Push them back. Yeah, in. man, it's terrible. Yeah, I'd rather that. just like live that life. Fuck that. Now there's gotta be. I know you got. You have to fucking hear it all the fucking time. Um, but you have a you have a similarity to an artist for sure that you sound like. Oh yeah, the weekend. Man, it yeah. is great. Did you? Was that that intentional? Is he any type of inspiration to you or anything like that? Oh, it was all Michael Jackson. Like I was like singing before Ooh. like the weekend was a thing. It was like. Everybody compared me to Michael Jackson. Like, oh, you trying to sound like Michael Jackson? I'm like, I was. No, right. I right. definitely was. I like, I, Michael's the greatest. Yeah. Go, by, f- by far, by landslide. Yeah. No, no contest. So it's mm-hmm. like, I was like, oh, you're just trying to be a Michael Jackson clone. I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> what? And then like, <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah. And then the weekend came out, and then everybody just started saying, oh, you sound like the weekend. I'm like, no, the weekend sounds like Michael. The weekend does sound like. Now that you just said that, I didn't put that together. The first song I heard from the weekend was like a dirty Diana cover. Oh, really? Yeah. He does. He does. He does sound like him. No, he, he, like he said it too. He's like, I copy Michael. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's not a bad place to go. But now with this generation, a vast majority of people. Oh yeah, obviously the weekend is the new Michael right. for this generation. So. You know, they know they know Michael, and they know his hits. You know, I'm sure everybody knows Thriller and Dirty Diana and Beat It and all that stuff. But um, when I when I first when they first put on your music. Um, I was at B's house, and I was like, "Is this the weekend's new song?" And he's like, "No, bro, this is Two J the Vamp." And I was like, "What? Like, it's shockingly similar." Which I, I take it as a compliment. I, I was that was uh, but I was that's what I was about to ask. Do you take that as a compliment oh, or yeah. does it frustrate you? I mean, no, it, the weekend's amazing. Like, I know a lot of people get like, "Oh, I sound like myself." It's like, uh, "No, we don't. We all sound like somebody we listen to." Like, that's just right. that's just what it is. Like, you can't escape that. Like, we. We walk and talk like people we knew. Like you don't, you don't truly get anything from yourself. It's like you just combine things and then come up with something new. And then people say, "Oh, he started it." It's like no, he just got a lot from other people. Right. And I, I, I show no shame in that. It's like no, I definitely copy like the weekend, Michael, all that stuff. But you know, I try to, you know, like put your own twist on it. Yeah, I, I try to do like because I've done some screaming in songs. I know the weekend doesn't do that much. Like you know, old Michael did and like rapping, and I'm trying to experiment with different sounds like there's like one song where i'm like doing a pop smoke impression that actually sounds pretty decent really yeah i got it on my phone i like this it's, it's gonna be part of the new 
album if you want to listen to yeah, it. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pop Smoke, that's a that's a low pitch. I know, and I like you hear my voice and it's so like high pitch and it's like uh oh, probably can't do it. It's like I actually do it pretty decently. Right, Every, and everybody at a show is like, Oh, that's actually surprisingly weird. No. <laughs> R. I. P. Pop and R. I. P. Michael, man. I know. Such I'm always attracted like very distinct sounds. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like you can't take away the weekend sound or Michael's or Pop Smokes. It's always like that's super crazy. Put it in there. Oh yeah. That's you? But that's, that's all I got for that, right? Won't be dead like presidents. Won't be dead like presidents. Like, you know, dollar bills and all that. So you're, I mean, it seems like you're just, you're you're an open book when it comes to inspiration. You'll take it from anywhere. Oh, yeah. If I like it, I'll take it. I'm a parasite for sounds. Yeah. I mean, I'll say it. Like, some, of your, some of your stuff is kind of like uh, trippy, almost. Like it, some of the stuff and some of your visuals that I see on your page, they seem like they, I almost want to like link them to like some psychedelics or something like that. Thank you, know you so I mean? much. Because like, uh, I'll say this on is like, I'm huge advocate of like psychedelics. Yeah. Yeah. So, because like the first, I don't know if you know any of them. Or have tried any in your past or at all? Oh, yeah. I mean, not a lot. I've done mushrooms. That's about it when it comes to psychedelics. Yeah. Do you know of uh, DMT? DMT? Yeah. It's like my uh, biggest nerd out drug in the world. Like, I've researched it and looked at it. That was my first. And I didn't even know. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because I I don't think, uh, to be honest with you, I... I, uh, I'm a pretty happy person, um, but I believe that my my mind is a lot more powerful than mm-hmm. than I, and uh, sometimes just in complete sobriety, I go into very dark places. So yep. I get a little nervous, and I I'm, I'm excited for the day when I do feel capable enough to 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 tap into that because I think if I do go, like I'm gonna jump off the cliff, and my mind's gonna my mind's gonna go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is exciting and I yeah. think is amazing about it. And I listen to some of the, um, you know, a lot of the top professors in in, um, in education and, and some of the brightest people in the world talk about DMT and, yep. and, and what it's done for them and how enlightening it is. And and uh, so it's fascinating to me, like psychedelics. I'm also like a huge nerd in, in history um, and past civilization. So clear evidence that they yes. were just kind of in touch. Uh, they were in touch with cognitive ability that we just can't quite understand and it usually always links to some type of psychedelics yep. you know, and, um, Big facts on that. something uh, that's a far reach and something that they're in touch with you know like a lot of people always try to link shit with with aliens and all that stuff and i'm a believer in that as well but i think that their minds just function very very differently you know what i mean like i think they were able to tap into different approaches to thinking in yeah general. huge uh, yeah. Uh, you know what i mean and and uh and and otherworldly if you would on this world right otherworldly in their own mind and uh so I'm fascinated by him, you know, like when I was talking oh, yeah, to Smoke Screezy, when I was talking yeah. to Smoke Screezy, he, he shout has, out smoke. yeah, shout out yeah. Smoke, he's got some killer crazy art and, and all that stuff. And I went to Humboldt State for uh, four years and psychedelics is huge up there, right? And, uh, you know, a lot of people just, just their perspectives and the way they talk about things or how they'll talk about something and then post psychedelic, how they'll completely talk about something mm-hmm. else, you know? I've listened to someone talk about the color purple, not the movie with Oprah, like the color, color purple, purple pre and post LSD, 
you know what I mean? And, and how, how that, how vibrant the color was and how much it changed them and, and how they thought about the world and, and like looking, they didn't understand that that type of color could be like so powerful and just listening to them. I'm like, I'm not sure if you're fucking crazy or you're so onto yeah. something that's out of control. Yeah. And I want to preface this. Like, like I, I use psychedelics as like, a mind exploration thing like i don't i don't do it unless like i feel like there's a blockade in my life where i want to try to understand it more because for me it's like when you're on psychedelics whatever you're dealing with in life is amplified like a thousand times and then you have you have a real sense of looking at it so and then you're just like trapped in this void of trying to figure it out why a million things are going on and then you pop back into reality and then it's just so simple right yeah it's cognitive stimuli like it's a catalyst to enlightenment a lot of people use it recreationally and it gets tainted, but that's what I think about previous civilizations. Like they hit a wall and they would use those things to continue to, to pass through these obstacles and these adversities, you know, like, uh, you know, like people are like, well, they didn't, you know, a lot of people talk about previous civilizations, like, well, they didn't have electricity. I'm like, we're so narrow minded, you know what I mean? That Mm -hmm. if you don't have that type of electricity, all the tech and the progress and and how far we've come in our Western empire and the civilization that we live in today wouldn't be possible. But I'm like, I think that I think that people like they found something else and were able to create and build and 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 flourish um, without the tools that we use today. You know what I mean? Like precision, violent precision, violently. You know what I mean? And also like. If we were to disappear today, um, you know, within 50 to 100 years, a vast majority, almost all of our ruins would be gone, you know, and we would be completely wiped off of this earth and these oh, yeah. and previous civilizations from, you know, it's it's obviously controversial. But however many years ago you want to st- stamp it. Right. It depends on it depends on the civilization you're looking at, you know, um, but, you know, you have like the Olmecs who are looked at to be maybe 30, 40,000 years old. And they still have ruins and, and writings and, and things that still hold still up. hold up, you know, and are still and some like, you know, if you go into hieroglyphics and you look at some of other empires of Mayans and things like that, um, or like Machu Picchu, still things that are relevant today, which is fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Like, and we would just disappear. Data would be gone. Hard drives would be gone. Mm-hmm. Our steel structures that hold up all uh, that are that are as tall as they are, our big cities would be completely engulfed with nature. You know what I mean? Completely buried and crumbled. Yeah, you know, people would have to dig. You know, you might you might have some concrete streets that will survive underneath uh, the dirt for X amount of time, but you'd have to dig us up. Like, it's fascinating to me, and I think that psychedelics is a huge part of of uh, human history, and I just don't think that people kind of want to accept that. Yeah, because everybody just gives you this, like, weird, like, oh, like, I do psychedelics, like, oh, that's weird, like, you're probably crazy or something like that. It's, like, it's nothing like Or people do psychedelics to party. Yeah. And I'm, like, and and there's so much more to it. Yeah, some, I I know some people who, like, do shrooms every day. I'm, like, you don't get value out of that. At at one point, you just start seeing madness, and there's no, like, there's no like epiphany from it like Mm -hmm. that's like if i if i go in and i don't have a realization coming out then like i don't view it as that yeah that great yeah i don't have the i don't have the data in front of me but there there is clear evidence that um um in the bay area that um specifically oakland that mental health is uh so much more like 
mental health treatment is so much more attainable once they legalize microdosing with with yeah. mushrooms you know and, and and a vast majority of, of clinical therapists and psychologists and psychiatrists are leaning towards that because um they're the, the people who are struggling um in in their own head are able to tap into to different areas and and kind of get a different view and kind of step back and have a bird's eye view of their own life and and interpret the adversities that they're going through much better you know what oh, i mean yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating crucial for me like again like coming in here i was like I have a sleeping problem, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, that's been like literally like screwing up my life and my goals and stuff. And that like, you know, that mentally weighs on you like right. a lot, especially when I was younger. Like, I don't, I don't think it doesn't bug me too much. It's like, you know, it's just, it's just a sense of practice at this point, but it's like, I, I was like contemplating suicide. I was planning it all out mm -hmm. way right. back when I'm like, ah, oh, man, I just can't get it together. And like psychedelics, like really helps me out with that. Yeah. Like really look at that. And it's like, yo, it's not even that serious. And to preference for the people that don't know, we were speaking previously and you were saying that, you know, you'll go into like small little comas and you'll, and you pretty much like sleep through your alarms and it's, it's hurt you networking family work wise. Yeah. Yeah. Income wise. Like that's like huge. It's like, you know, you don't have money. You can't, can't do things, mm -hmm. especially in this world. There's only so much you can do just by talking. Right. And I wasn't even great at that. So it was just like, <laughs> yo, world's like coming down on you. And it's like, thank, thank the Lord for like people around me who yeah. believe in me and support me. And it's like held me up. Like I really owe people in my life. And it's just like, but I needed to get over that like mental hurdle. And like, especially after I lost my ex fiance, it was like yeah. that and this. Yeah. And it's like psychedelics really like dipped me in there. And it's like, yo, this is. So when did you first start with psychedelics? And what um, did you start with? 2017, and it was DMT. So you said you didn't even know? No. Because uh, uh, my buddy had bought the root off of uh, the dark web. I was just going over to get weed when I smoked. I know, this is a whoa, crazy story, whoa. right? I, crazy story. Because <laughs> he's all like, yo, I remember going over there with my ex-fiance to his house, and I, you know, this is his friend I really trust. I still talk to him all the time. And... Uh, He's all like, I came over there to get weed with my ex-fiance, and there was a couple other people there, and he's all like, hey, Stu, you got to try this. And I was like, what? And he's like, it's DMT. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. I've never even heard of that. And it's like, oh, it's like it's white. It's this white powder that smells like a dryer detergent, but like, and you got you to gotta smoke it out of like a crack pipe. I was like, hell no. Yeah, what? <laughs> no. He's like. Try to give me smoke no, crack, no, motherfucker? He's all like, I, he's like, I did, because we both like, we're like, ugh. But he's all like, I know the crack pipe thing. And we, we got a different bong for that. But it's like, it literally hit, like, try it lightly. It'll, it'll hit you real quick. And then after it's done, like, it, it'll feel like you never even took it. It's not like smoking or drinking. You feel the after effects after you do it. Right. This is like, you took it and you don't even feel anything. It's like you never took the damn thing. But I was like, I don't know, man. And then uh, we had another homie, uh, B, different B. Mm -hmm. B I'm like. He's never tried it, and we're like, all right, if you do it, I'll do it. We'll just try a little bit and see how it goes. And so we took it, and, like, immediately it was like, <laughs> things were super colorful. Because it's only, like, a 15-minute trip, right? Oh, when you take it super lightly, it was, like, literally 30 seconds. Really? Okay, okay. Yeah, so it was, like, nothing. It was, like, everything turned, like, super vibrant. Like, it was weird. You can feel sounds real quick. And after we were done, I was like, what was that? And he's like, yeah, right. And I was like. Shit. So, like, when you say colors very vibrant, like, is it new colors in the room? Is it the colors that are in the room that just start to pop? Like, can you even explain it? Um. So, the the best 
Have you seen Doctor Strange, the movie? Yeah. Yeah. You know oh my god, I'm a fucking Marvel. Yeah. Dude, I'm a big time nerd, bro. Yeah, yeah. Big time. So you know the part uh, where the monk chick hits him on the forehead and yeah, like that's DMT going fully. Like that's probably the best rap. That's when he's separated from his body. Yeah, and he's all going through the wormholes and stuff right, and right. getting torn. Yeah, like that's probably the perfect example of it. Like really? the, what it's like actually like when you go heavy. Like I didn't go heavy, but I remember like two weeks after it's like okay. I, re- I want to try to break through because I was like researching it and I was like, you know, just checking people's experiences. I'm like, okay, I really want to know what's on the other side of this. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, J- I was like talking to uh, my buddy Jay and I was like, Jay, I'm like, I want to try to break through. And he's like, okay, for sure. So I went over there with my ex fiance and then uh, it's weird because like when you, uh, you're good. <laughs> when you, when you're taking it, oh my god, that's you're probably that's no. Blow it up. No, oh, okay, hold up. Yeah, no. Good. I know that's the freaking. Do you, CTC. no? Do you think, bro? Do you think? Hold up. Turn Is on. that the CTC group? That's probably the CTC group. That's probably like, yeah. or maybe something else. Man, sometimes, but bro, that CTC group chat goes off. I know, like, I hate that about group chats. Man, because like, I'm so about like. If we're going to be talking in the group chat, like, let's plan something. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want it to be about. But it, a lot of times it's just people talking. And that's fine. It's just like. There's I been a couple good constructive up. moments that I've enjoyed there. But then there's also been some like, I mean, like. I've been part of so many groups where it's just getting blown up for nothing. Yeah, and fuck I, I that. just hate it. Fuck that. I have 20 managers at FedEx. And I was like, I went up to one of my managers. I'm like, you need to take me out of the group chat. They're like, it's good that you use that. I'm like, no, I don't need to be. If something's important, you guys can tell just me. Just tell me. Yeah. Get I don't me want... out of that shit. Yeah. That's mainly chaos. of just people talking around shit. Um, chaos theory creatives. I, I don't want to get off track. Continue. I know. Okay. So you go I wanted to break through because that's okay. the that's the point of DMT. You take enough to where like your body shuts down and then you uh you enter a death like experience. Mm-hmm. So this is the closest uh to dying you could possibly get without actually dying. And so I'm like, I want to know what's on the What earth. a fucking crazy sentence, bro. Like, yeah. What a crazy thing to just say. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> like pause right there. Whoa, pause real closest quick. Closest thing to dying without actually dying. It's like, yeah, but after the after the couple light times I took it, I was like. Okay, mm-hmm. at least I know when I take it, like, I'm going to be super fine afterwards. Right. And it only lasts, at most, 15 minutes. And so I was like, all right, I'm ready. So, but you have to, like, breathe it in for, like, seven seconds and then hold it for, like, ten. And this this stuff hits immediately. Like, as soon as you breathe it in, you hear, like, this second you breathe it in. Yeah. And then your body starts shutting down immediately. So somebody has to like when you hold. say shutting down, like your your muscles like when, are. Have you ever woke up in sleep paralysis? No. You never had sleep paralysis. No, I don't. I don't sleep a lot. At all. I sleep like two to four hours a night. Okay. Well, I don't even. I, I literally couldn't even tell you the last time I dreamed. I'm dead serious. No, that makes sense. Like it's, it's damaging. Have you have you drank an apple juice? Do I drink apple juice? Yeah. I fucking love apple juice. Yeah. You drank apple juice before you go to bed? No. That usually helps me with dreams. What? Yeah. You can get pretty crazy vibrant dreams if you drink apple juice before you go to sleep. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, try it. I'm literally It, might, it might happen for you. I don't know. But you I hope so. I miss, neuro- I miss dreaming so much. Yeah. I miss it so much. Same. You know, it was sh- it was so fun. Yeah. I loved it. Especially the ones when you wake up and you're like, I remember that whole dream. Yep. And then, oh, it, man. And you're like invigorated because it was yeah. super exciting. I used to fuck some of the baddest bitches in my dreams. Right. And uh, I would wake up. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, go back to sleep, go back to sleep, go back to sleep. You feel it too? Yes, bro. That's yes, so bro. Weird. Waking up rock this fucking like, hard, bro. Like, <laughs> man, I killed that shit. <laughs> you're just beating it up in your dreams and you feel it. You're like, <laughs> hell yeah. Take me back to that bad bitch. Take me back to the dream. Take me back to the dream. 
Um, okay, I'm so sorry again. So it hits you immediately. So it hits you immediately. And your body starts and to your shut body down. starts shutting down, but you, you're still conscious. So you have to have someone there to... Like, I, he had to hold the bong for me as I was... Because I was doing this. I was slumped. I was slumped over just like that. Really? Still breathe. You can still breathe and then you can sort of talk. Okay. But it's literally like your body's shutting down. Like, cause it's like you're preparing to die almost. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So my body's shutting down and it got to the point where like I couldn't breathe in the last couple hits to like really knock me out. But I was like, my body was completely shut down and I just closed my eyes. And then like, then that scene from Doctor Strange. Like the geometric patterns, you're getting shoved through, and it's like zzz, 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 very violent, and it's it's almost like your soul is getting sucked out of your body, just like hardcore push. It's very intense, and then I got to this point where it's like I saw this being that looked like Slenderman, but like venom with venom teeth, right. and it was naked, and it was like right in my face, like a, a centimeter from my face, and it was like, have you ever heard like a loud siren like vibrate the room? Yeah. Yeah, it was like that, but inside my body. And it was like... Almost like when you take a whip it. Yeah, I mean, I've never taken a whip it. Yeah, don't. Yeah, that just seems crazy. I, was, I, was, I remember when I was hanging out with these fucking chicks, and they were taking whippets, and they're like, you want to take a whippet? I'm yeah, like, what nigga, does that do? And it's like... Nah, niggas just die. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you I can read do it a million times. I didn't even know what fun. it was. I was like, no. They're like, oh, you get woozy. I was like, hell no. Nah, fuck that. It's crazy. <laughs> hell no. I don't even trust you. I was, but, uh, yeah. And this is white and red demon thing screaming at me and i was like coming back up to like reality and it was just like screaming like it didn't want to let me go and i was like shit then i woke i woke up but my body was still shut down and i was like (laughs) and i see i see my ex-fiance taking some of the dnc and i was like i was like don't don't go they couldn't hear me though i was like so (laughs) i was so like winded yeah but after like my body got back to normal i was like okay okay that was that was crazy and then like after that it was just like a lot of like like learning and exploration like what it was and like how other people's experience yeah i was gonna say how did you how did you kind of diagnose that that being that you saw and what you experienced after what did it do for you um what what did you get out of it it, if you would like i would say in that moment like in that like probably like a couple months i didn't I didn't know what it did for me. Like, I thought I was like, oh, okay, whatever. But, right. like, now looking back, it kind of gave me a lot of confidence in my life. It's like, you know, I, I think I just, like, died and met Satan or some shit. Right, so, it's right. like, you know, every every other problem in my life just seems so minuscule compared to that. So, it was, like, a lot of, like, stand, like, because I, I used to not, like, stand up for myself at all. Mm-hmm. Like, let people walk over me. And it's like, after then, I just had a, I had way more, like, attitude about things. It's like, no, motherfucker, I don't care if you kill me. It's just right. like, yo, this is what I want. Can you still, like, vividly picture that demon? Oh, yeah. The thing, that, that mm-hmm. being that you saw? Or yeah. I don't want to say demon, but the being? I believe, whatever I believe, it was? Like, I believe that was me. That demon was me. It was you? Yeah. I believe that was me. It's just like a like a, like an angry version just trying to get out. Was that the scariest thing you've encountered face-to-face? Um. That, and then after that, then it was just like a journey of, like, doing psychedelics <coughs> doing like shrooms and acid like i've had gorgeous moments on like shrooms like just super beautiful where i like i had the most appreciation for life ever and then i had like my ass it's weird because it's like i had that dmt experience which is technically the biggest one but I've, I've, I've met god on acid i've like i had emotional breakthrough on acid and but there's moments where 
I think the scariest moment was um, when I took like eight grams of shrooms. So mm -hmm. literally like this wide, this tall pile, just ate all that. And? <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Bro. I know. Because I took shrooms a couple times when I was in Humboldt. And I also, I, that's when I kind of realized uh, how dark my mind can go. Yep. Uh, so, like, I realized, like, you really have to be conscious of where you're at at that moment in time, what your surroundings are, where, you, where you're at mentally. You yeah, know always I mean? be around somebody who's, like, watching you. Yeah, you know, and like, being a safe I was shrooms, and I, like, uh, uh, the second time I did it, it was, like, a dark and gloomy day at, in Humboldt. It was, like, very overcasty. And, um, you know, it was just gloomy and I was just kind of feeling bad. And I was like, man, I remember the first time I took shrooms it was amazing. Like I felt great. And then I took some shrooms and I was like, when I came out of it, I was like, fuck, I almost didn't make it out of that bitch. Like, yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it, it, it really be getting there sometimes, man. So like, you know, it's like, I would, I believe everyone should try it once, but it's like, if you are mentally unstable, like normally, right. Pretty bad, then you probably shouldn't be taking it. Right. Right. That, you know, there, there have been people who like, you know, psychedelics themselves don't kill you but like you might be put yourself in a situation where you kill yourself right and that i could totally see people doing that right or if you just go do it correctly like there's so many professionals now yeah. that understand micro dosing and things like that like mm -hmm. i think it could be effective for everyone no matter what your mental state is but like you'd have to go if you are in a dark place or you do have mental health issues yeah, make like, sure you're never alone yeah. with that i mean i like now like i do it by myself mm -hmm. like i'll go to a park by myself like I, I used to be too scared to do that but it's like now i've done it enough where it's like right you understand it yeah i, I understand like where my mind's coming out and i could just like appreciate it like you know because when you're on it your mind gets so lost like it just starts running away with you and you don't even know where you're at at the moment but like anytime i get to those moments now it's just like i'm on shrooms i know what's happening mm -hmm. it's okay do you do you work when you when you're on psychedelics at all like, do you do your oh, yeah, visuals? I've, do you make music? Yeah. Yeah, I've done, um, see, now I'm going to turn back on my phone. Yeah, I've done, I've done drawings of, uh, bats when I'm on acid. I've made music on acid. Uh, like, my music video, Blood Moon, mm -hmm. that song was done on acid. Was that the one in the graveyard? Yeah, the red one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that one was done on acid. Um, you know, even in that song, like, psyched, like, uh, psychedelics changing my paradigm like mm -hmm. so yeah a lot, like a lot of my music is definitely influenced by like acid and, and uh shrooms and psychedelics like that right right because ju i just feel like it's it it connects you to this like ancient knowledge like i feel like when i'm on it i know everything i just don't know how to bring it here right so yeah i heard someone speaking about that and i think it was on a joe rogan podcast when they were like um you know they uh it was some guy being, he was talking about extraterrestrials and stuff like that, but then he tapped in talking about psychedelics and he was talking about how previous civilizations, um, he, he was a big firm believer in human amnesia, right? That we really are missing massive chapters in human history and we just can't, we just don't know it yet. Like mm -hmm. there's probably thriving civilizations that we still have not discovered or that their ruins are completely gone now, right? That have dated farther back than we could even possibly oh, imagine, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And he was talking about psychedelics and he was saying that like, you know, a lot of these primitive, if you would, that we call would call primitive civilizations were doing psychedelics and found a way to tap into all of the knowledge of and embody all of knowledge from all humans throughout time. Like there's like he explained it like imagine a massive database that no matter what 
all knowledge of all human beings. It's stored somewhere, right, in some place, and that they were able to tap into it. And that's how they got all this knowledge of astrology and human origins and different things like that. And they were able to create different types of medicine. And they understood everything in their surroundings when it came to nature and natural medicines and how they figured it out. And I was just sitting there like, sometimes I'll be watching shit and I start to feel like I'm on psychedelics. I'm just like, yeah. my mind just starts to go. Because the psilocybin or the, the DMT molecules like naturally within you. Right. Right. And yeah, like, it's produced naturally. Yeah, some people like, you know, you can tap into it just through meditation alone to have a psychedelic experience. Right. So it's like, that's something like we right. internally have already. It's also, I, I believe I could be wrong, but the most, um, when they psilocybin's, heaviest dose and release in our body is when and when we're about to die yep which is crazy which is what you say like yeah <laughs> it's just a trip dude it's a trip and like, i've asked people who've gone through like they've died for like 10 minutes and yeah. i'm like so i've had this like what was that like and it's like yeah yeah like they confirm it it's like yeah but mine's like they're like mine was way scarier right. it's like because like you know one guy was in a car crash and like like he died for like 10 minutes so like you know psychedelics is so much about like your mind state going into it so like you're scared out of your mind and then you have that experience so it's, yeah. it was probably the most terrifying thing he's ever done. like yeah he, he was shaking when he was like thinking about it how scary is it as if like you're about to die in that way and that psilocybin is released and you do go into that and you do die and you're in that thing you're in that state for eternity and you're not coming back that'd be pretty tight <sighs> that's scary no, I, I mean, I think about death, like, so much, mm-hmm. like, all the time, I th- like, especially with the vamp thing. What a, what a, uh, what a crazy mystery. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. What an, uh, what an unbelievable thing that we are so in touch with and don't know anything about. Right. It's like, we, it happens all around us. We know nothing about that. Guarantee. We watch people go through it. There's so many different ways that it can happen. You know what I mean? We're so in tune with this. We're also, it's so weird that we're so brilliantly educated on the front end the creation on birth how it happens why it happens the process of it right mm-hmm. carrying a child birthing a child you know what i mean but we don't know anything about the tail end you know what i mean like right. once you go once you flatline that's it you know what i mean like it's the eternal mystery it's fucking crazy you know what i mean like the things i would do to just like be able to ask those questions and then come back and tell somebody you know what i mean Oh yeah, that's what that's what a lot of my obsession with like psychedelics was. It's like understanding death because my my dad passed away when I was seventeen, mm-hmm. so it was like, and then like me going through like a suicidal phase where I was like ready to kill myself, and it's just like life seems pointless. Like uh, things aren't working out for me, and it's just like, like what's on the other side? It's right. just like you know if, if I hate everything here, it's like what's on the other side, and like doing those mental explorations through psychedelics is like really gave me a new perspective. Like I, I really appreciate life now. Right. I was like, just about to ask when you become, when you have some type of, not an obsession, but you, you become much more curious about death. Do you, did you find that it, it made you cherish life more? Oh yeah. Cause, uh, I, I remember, I think, I think the day, the week I was going to commit suicide. Uh, I remember sitting. How long ago was that? I was like when I was 21. Okay. So yeah, I was 28. Now. So this is right. This wow. Okay. Not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it feels like forever now because you know, psychedelics makes you feel like you lived a man, many lifetimes. Mm-hmm. But I remember just sitting in my apartment, just crying, 
for like I think it was like 16 hours straight and then I just like sat there for another like 16 hours just like on my back and like I really thought about it and I was like okay I die and then like let's just say how do you die just black nothing and then you just you're there forever like and I really thought about that forever part like really 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 thought about that like you're sitting there like you're passed by you mm -hmm. know people are still sad about you 10 years people are still sad 100 years like everybody you know is probably gone mm -hmm. or they got kids and 500 years thousand million years you don't even remember your own life anymore right like you're still in that hole of just darkness and then it's like is is this really that bad you know what i mean right. it's like when you get that far away from your own life it's like is are any of these problems really problems shit that's heavy yeah that's why i was like this is guaranteed temporary pain. You know, there's a chance I go on the other side in this eternal blackness I can't escape. Yeah, just endless. And it's like, and it's weird because, like, people ask me, they're like, oh, you know, suicide. And then, like, I talk to people who are in suicidal phases right now. And they're like, oh, I just want to kill myself. And I, I tell them that, I tell them that thing. Because that, that was a big part of, like, me just being like, I think I could wait. Because that's deep. Yeah. And it's like I tell people that and I could tell they, they don't really think about it that deep. Right. Not like sit eyes closed and be in a room for like as long as you possibly can. And like that's what it you know, I don't know if that's what it is. Right. But in that moment it's like You're taking a chance though. Yeah, it's like 'cause I you know, I didn't believe in God or anything like that back then I hella believe in God now. But it's like that's what that is, man. So like even the bad parts now still kinda cool. Yeah. Still kind of cool. Or at least we have somewhat of control to, to change it, right? The pain that we feel in this life, we can at least have the opportunity to alter our feelings, you know what I mean? And yeah. get into a better place. Like now it seems like you're in a better place. Oh, yeah. yeah. Way, way better. Because, um, you know, every every now I know everything's temporary. And it's like, mm -hmm. even if like, because like, if I lost everything back then, I would have ended it. But if I lose everything now, like, even if I was, like, homeless for, like, a year or whatever, right. like, I wouldn't even care. Right. Because it's just, like, I know my mindset, I'm going to get out of this. Mm -hmm. So it's just, like, I don't, these are just stories that are going to be in my life for, like, when in the end I triumph really hard. Yeah. So it's, like, everything's fun now. Yeah. Even bad moments. Like, if somebody would shoot at my house, like, I don't want people to shoot at my house, but it's, like, I'll leave that moment and be, like, Wow, that was crazy, huh? That was crazy. That was wild, huh? Yeah. That shit was tight. I'm gonna tell people about that. Yeah, man, I, I've uh, that's dope. That is, that's a, that's a beautiful perspective, and a lot of people need to have that. Like, um, if every experience and every adversity, good and bad, right? Every event, good and bad, you just put in that database, and you and you grow from it, right? You know what I yeah. mean? And it's like, wow, like, phew, that's crazy that I got that on my resume, right? That shit hurt, but, whew. We made it. And I'm and I'm glad I went through all those things, and I'll probably do it all again, man. Yeah. Like even though even though I was like super painful and all that, it's just like I really appreciate those moments now, and I, I appreciate painful moments now too. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's like uh, people going through it now. I always say, just like give yourself time. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, you want to end it now. It's like check in, in a year if you still feel the same, and like actually do things different. No, I think that's a, especially the last year, you know, with COVID, you know, people have been, myself included, people have been struggling mm -hmm. as well. You know what I mean? They don't have 
whole way life change. Yeah. You know, they're not used to that isolation. They don't have the people around them. They don't have that physical stimuli of gratification. They just have that superficial, you know, FaceTime, Zoom, you know, social media, TV. You know what I mean? They're out of work. Their entrepreneurships have been destroyed. You know what I mean? Their, um, you know, empires have, have, have crumbled. Other people have flourished, like confusion, lies, like mistrust in staples that we would believe in and government and you know what I mean different things like that and I feel like it's really taking a toll the younger generation going through isolation not going to school not conversing with other cultures and other people parents spending around the clock time with their children I mean and it's just it's it's been a fucking crazy crazy year and something out of a mental capacity we've had we have no we've had no preparation to deal with you yeah, I, I, mean? I think it was like super needed, though. Yeah, super needed. Yeah, uh, you, know, you people, think so? Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I think this was like supposed to happen. I, like, it's too. You many believe we'll come out on the other side stronger? Oh, absolutely. Because everybody's nobody. Our life was so outward that we never really have a chance to like take a break and like really listen to our own thoughts. And most people are scared of their own thoughts. Right. They, they don't even fuck with that. They're like. You try to keep somebody in a room for by themselves with no phone, no, nothing like that for like 20 minutes. People start freaking out. Fuck, forced reflection, huh? Yeah, it's like, but you need that because mm-hmm. it's like, or else you're going to live your life going through the motions. And then you have these big problems in your life that you don't know where they came from and you don't even care to look. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, maybe I need I need this job or this girl or I need to get this whatever program to change your life. And it's like, no, all the answers are right, right where you're at Yeah, for everything. And I, I, I believe, and I, I believe, and I hope that you're right. I think that, uh, I hope that you know, we do come out of this and and stronger and better and smarter. And I feel like we've seen that in previous, all chapters of of, uh, you know, human societies. We go through these big hiccups and we take a couple steps back, or not even a couple steps back. We just pause for a second, learn from it, and continue to grow. So, I mean, like. You know, people want to say COVID was as bad, but it's like, look at people now. Like, people way appreciate being with each other now. Right. People really look at the concerns and plight of people. Like, you know, Black Lives Matter came out of like, you know, and there's some problems with it, but it's like, right. No. Like, we weren't gonna do that without COVID. I don't think so. Like, there's a lot of like self-reflection that happened, where it's like, yeah, a lot of businesses fell, a lot of people lost a lot of money, but like, we really looked at what what was important. Mm -hmm. So it's like that. That's kind of worth it. Yeah. And it was a daunting sacrifice that we had to, I hope that we cherish it on the other side of this. And I hope that people, you know, when this, when this pandemic does end and we get back to normality, I hope that people truly take advantage of the reflection that they had because it was a daunting sacrifice we had to make. Like millions of people did die. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of people's dreams and aspirations and things that they've worked on for their entire lives crumbled, you know? So I just hope that on the other side, people don't take advantage of the, um, forced sacrifices that people unwillingly had to had to go through, you yep, know, to I, strengthen our society. I have some of you like, like my best friend lost his dad. Like a lot of people I knew, like lost a lot of people, and it's like, it's it's one of those like kind of fucked up things where it's like you know, um, bad for the individual, good for the whole, because like you know now everybody's like taking life way more seriously. Right. It's like, yo, that shit could happen again. So like, I don't ever want to be in a position to do that, and it's like. People, you know, sad enough, like, people wouldn't not have changed if that did not happen. Right. Like, like me losing my dad changed me a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's like, could I have been the same if he did was not gone? And it's like, probably not. Probably not, probably yeah. Probably not. Yeah. You know, that's like, 
it's like the fucked up reality, but like life has its sacrifices. Right. And you kind of have to respect that. Yeah, true, and it's eye opening. You wouldn't look at you wouldn't look at things in a certain way if you if you didn't go through it. So it's a blessing and a curse. And I, I feel like that's life in general. Yeah, because of that like you know I I know I've touched a lot of people's lives mm-hmm. in ways like I wouldn't have. Right. You know? Yeah, you got fucking fans now, bro. Yeah, man. It's like uh, the vamp, baby. Yeah, people like uh, one thing I pride in my life is from that I got from my mom and my dad is like being super empathetic to how people feel. So like a lot of people are very open with me out mm-hmm. the gate and then like like cry to me like and I cry with them because right. I'm super empathetic like like I have no shame in crying like I cry like all the time like a big baby right right because he's like I really understand like try to understand people's struggle yeah and I don't know a lot of people appreciate me for that mm-hmm. and the, you know that's one of the things I'm truly blessed for to connect with people like that it's a rare characteristic in in today's society yeah you know we are very superficial we we have a hard time asking more than one to two questions we have a hard time going past that you know what i mean and and investing a short amount of time to gain a lot of knowledge about another person you know what i mean i feel like that's a that's a rare thing these days you know we become less talented at it when communication has become so quick you know what i mean so People try to run from it. Yeah, big like, facts. It's like, oh, let's let's just have fun all the time. Let's have fun. Like, that's another thing the vampire thing represents. It represents sadness. It's like to tr- be truly fulfilled. I feel like you have to dip into both sides. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't just like be happy all the time. Yeah. Like you, you're you're just knocking something else down that's gonna bite you later. Mm-hmm. You know, you get all those cases of people just like they're all happy, happy, boom, they're dead. Right. Happy, happy, happy that they had this violent rage, and it's because they never dipped into that side where it's like, "Yo, what's wrong with me?" It's like, let's let's feel angry, and just do something else. Let's feel sad. Yeah. Like, don't try to run from sadness. Like, feel it, mm-hmm. let it wash over you, and then come back, be stronger. And it's like, cool. Yeah, man. I hope a lot of people listen to this, for real. I mean, I th- I'm 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 glad that you came, and I, I'm a huge fan of your music. Um, but you are a fascinating human being, you know, and I'm, I appreciate you opening up and talking about that stuff because especially in the time now, you know what I mean? I think it's a, uh, it's cool to hear this type of perspective and it's, and it's, uh, it's in, it, br- it helps me bring confidence in my own mind about more people out there who are, who are thinking in this, in this well, line. Thank you so much for having this platform. Know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and then, uh, it also, I'm sure there's a ton of people that can relate to exactly what you just said. You know what I mean? Oh, and, yeah. and I'm sure because, like yeah. we said, this isolation, there's probably a lot of people who are only looking at the superficial image of others who seem like they're doing well. And then there's that feeling of, like, is it just me? Well, then I'll run from this sadness and this unhappiness and this unsureness of my life because everyone else seems like they're doing okay. You know, so it's mm, good so to know that. wrong with me. You know? yeah, yeah, you know, and you see someone like yourself who who is thriving in music and making, you know, music videos and growing and, you know what I mean? And, and you do have a fan base and you have a following and, and, and that's something that's uh, usually attached to like uh, happiness and some type of perfection. So to you, to bring a, a vulnerable sense and an, an, an honesty to the unsureness, you know, the, the how emotionally in touch you are and the adversities that you go through to get here and are continuing to go through it humanizes uh people that we look up to so um that's a dope thing to do and i appreciate that especially doing it on the show for real yeah it's and i'm always down to talk about that because like i feel like most people just aren't allowed yeah and uh, it's like because most people don't know how to deal with that Mm -hmm. 
it's like uh, somebody's like, oh man, I'm sad. It's like, oh, don't bring down the mood, dude. Get out of here. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like nobody. But there's probably someone else in the room like, fuck, man, I really would have liked to vent. Like, I really would have liked to get this out. I got a lot in here. Yeah. And you just shut the door, you know? Now I'm looked at it like, I don't want to bring down the mood. Or I don't want to be a bitch. You know what I mean? Or like tough it up. And there's that still that like that blue collar stigma. But there's a lot of people like, you know, there's like, uh, I, I always think of it like back in the day when we were in grade school, like never be scared to ask a question because there's probably somebody else in the class that wants to ask the same question. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, nine like, times out of ten is most people. Yeah, for real. <laughs> right? For real. And it's like, I guarantee there's like somebody when you when you hesitate to be like, man, I sure would like to open up right now. You never know. There might be somebody sitting across from you that's not going to show up. But like, fuck, I would love I would love to let this shit out right now. I got a whole bunch of shit in here and this shit needs to come out. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was a, that was one of the funny things like everybody says. Got to bust an emotional nut. <laughs> yeah, dude, you have to, man. You, you'll, you'll be violent if you don't. Like if I do not cry at mm -hmm. certain times, like I don't cry as much nowadays, but like if, it's time, if I don't cry and I just like try to, I get violent and I start getting violent towards yeah. people in weird ways and I'm like, I'm not trying to be like that. But yeah, it's weird. Uh, like everybody who meets me, like the first couple times, they're like, "I'm surprised our conversation got this deep." And I'm like, "I don't know how to small talk, man. I just start getting into it." I was not, dude. I was not. I literally like, I have an outline here, and we got to like three bullet points, and then we just started having a conversation. I was not expecting this, and it's a beautiful thing. Like I love yeah. having critical conversations and conversations like this. So I had much more fun than I than yeah, about I thought. About the I was human soul, man. Yeah, it's, it's lit because like, it needs to be talked about. And you got to let it out. Like I do weird shit to cry because I don't cry a lot. But like, uh, um, like when I need to let it out, there's like, I like emotionally invest in like, uh, in visuals, like movies and things like that. So like, if yep. I'm feeling some type See of way, gorgeous movie, start crying. Arm Armageddon is my way to go. Like I'll fucking throw an Armageddon. That motherfucker, Bruce Willis will get and Ben Affleck will get my shit going. Or, yeah. you know, it's a weird one. I'll be laying in bed and I'm like, man, I'm fucking feeling emotional as fuck right now. I got to let it out. I'll go on YouTube and I will do like, uh military personnel like surprising their families like oh, coming yeah. home with and it's scored and it's got good music oh yeah oh i'll get I you going fuck it up it. just be balling and just get, get the kid the going day, daddy like, oh man i'm gonna call my dad call my family i feel fucking good you know yeah man it's a that's, trip that's the beauty of it it's a trip and especially a lot of men nowadays it's like now i gotta be hard 24 7 it's like look be hard around your women just you know but you need to have a place where like you just let that out. Yeah. My sister is a G growing up and, um, you know, like I was, uh, me and my homies, we were, we were some, some decent little, like we were always good people, but we were some rough riders growing up. Well, yeah. There's a lot of masculinity mm -hmm. to it. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. And Cause you uh, need to be you know, most of the time. We didn't want, we didn't want, there was a time when we wanted the problems, but we were very clear. Like we don't want the problems, but if you want them, we have no problem having them. Mm -hmm. Right. But my sister like cut that fucking masculinity card out of me pretty early. And she was pretty much like, you got a dick, right? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, all right. Well, then what are you tripping about? Like, you got mm -hmm. a dick, right? You're a man. Yeah. So everything else is just opinion of others. So get the fuck over it. You know what I mean? Like, you want to be goofy. You want to be silly. You want to be kind. You want to be sensitive. You know what I mean? Whatever the case may be, whatever it is. Like, just fucking do it. If that's what you want to do, if this is what you want to like, just do it. Don't like the man card. The man card is you got a dick, then you're good. Like, yeah. Period. All that other, yeah, all that other man. shit you gotta prove is yep. is is irrelevant. You know. Yeah, I used to be super loud, obnoxious, trying to yell at people all the time. Yeah. Yeah, man. No. Fuck the bullshit, bro. Yeah, dude. And then having obviously having a kid helped that out a lot too. But that it was main mainly my sister. She's like, man, get over that bullshit. Like, you were a boxer. Like you fought on the blacktop. You're fucking 250 pounds. Like you're, you know, like 
you, you could any of any of those masculinity cards you can just naturally inherit. What are you gonna flex on people and mm-hmm. just like br- like brag physically that you have it? What are you a fucking loser? Like she'd be on my fucking head. Like she's a she's a G yeah, for that shit. Time, she's a G for that shit. Um, I fucking hate to do it, bro. Um, but unfortunately, I gotta wrap this up, man. I hey, seriously good, have had a blast sitting and talking to you for all real. Right. Um, but before we go, um. You know, anything that you got coming up, obviously your show and stuff like that, you know, where we can find you, plug yourself up, man, uh, before we go, for the people who are listening. Yeah, so on everything, I'm at Stu J, the vamp, all one word, or like, you know, space, if you go on YouTube, it's Stu J, letter J, T-H-E-V-A-M-P, Stu being S-T-U. Um, yeah, got a show at the Dead Ringer in Reno on the 11th of June, uh, doors open at 8, only $10. Please come bring your friends. It's going to be my first show back. It's going to be crazy. Um, Post-COVID, baby. It's like Yeah, we're about to get crazy up in there. A lot of people want to come. And uh, what else? Got I got a lot of secret projects right now going through the whole rebranding with my production company. Got a big collab album coming out, possibly going to be called The Harrowing or Scary House. Um, yeah, this summer is just going to be a lot of visuals and a lot of collaborating. But, Hell yeah, bro. Yeah. What do we got? You said the 11th? Yep. What day is that? It's a Friday? Friday, Yeah. Cool. I'm going to get that day off. I'll make sure to be there. Hey. That's going to be popping. I'll bring the peeps, bro, for sure. Well, thank you again, man. Make sure to go check out uh, Stu J. The Vamp's music. Absolutely fantastic. Check out his visuals. Um, Thank you for listening. Shout out to the podcast. Poppy, come on now. Setting this up, man. You're really bringing everything together, dude. No, I appreciate that. You're really being the glue out here. It's, It's a blast, man. I'm I'm. And being and being a parent, man, I respect that so much. Like yeah. you're just doing trying to do everything, man. Yeah, it's cool, man. I'm learning a ton. Like I'm learning a ton. I'm fascinated with people who know sh- know more about things than I do. Yes. So it's been a blast. So thank you, everybody. Had a blast. Today's episode is brought to you by Grimm's Exclusives, a Northern California-based cannabis co-op that specializes in indoor, small-batched, AAA-grade boutique flowers growing your favorite exotics as well as pheno hunting for the future of cannabis. Big shout out to Grimm's. Big shout out to Grimm's exclusives. Tune in next week for a brand new episode of Quarter Life Crisis.